Hey. Hi. Man, it's 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 good to be back on the mic. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We got really ahead in the schedule, so now we have a treat. We're gonna be talking about truth pills. I'm gonna be honest. Even in a worldly stance, back in my day, and we said truth pills, it was like you gotta swallow something. <laughs> <laughs> it means it, it, nobody likes to take pills. <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes to take their medicine, right? And when we think about it on a godly level and a godly perspective, if it doesn't align with God, it's garbage. Not my will, but God's will. Luke twenty two forty two. Not my glory, but His glory. Psalms one fifteen one. Not my truth, but His word of truth. John seventeen seventeen. Not my thoughts, but His thoughts. Isaiah fifty five eight. Amen. See, and, I, and then let's go back to that word garbage. In Philippians three eight, it says yes, and this is the Apostle Paul saying this now. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For His sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage. Another word for that, dung, dung. so that I could gain Christ, right? If we look at that in the Greek, um, the Greek word for that is skybalon. This word means anything that is detestable or worthless. All the things of this world are rubbish compared to Christ. Even if you look at Isaiah 64, 6, it says even our righteousness are like filthy rags. Filthy rags. Nothing compares to God. There is nothing that compares to God. There is nothing that compares to his word. If we're not in his word, if we're not using his word, if we're not taking his word and comparing it to the things that we hear, then we're not doing it the right way. Truth brings us somewhere and it brings us to freedom. John 8, 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's what we're talking about tonight. We have someone amazing. You probably have heard a third reaction in the background. And you're like, ooh, who's that? It's, It's a blessing. We have known Victor Bell for a while. He has a cool story tonight. And I think that we have known him as just an amazing, bold, courageous deliverer of truth pills. It's about boldly proclaiming truth and accepting truth pills. Right. A lot of us like to do one or the other, but it's about both. And Vic Bell is an evangelist. He's a minister. He's an educator, a coach. And for some of you, um, you might know him as the author of From Secrets with Men to Romance with Him. And it's definitely one autobiographical testimony that stirs up controversy and serves up truth. And, you know, God's work in his life has led him to share his story on many platforms and encourage others struggling with sin to relinquish it to Christ. So welcome, Vic. It is so great to see you again. Amen. Um, I am truly honored to be here tonight on on this this virtual fellowship with you all, virtual (laughs) conversation with you all. Um, I call it an honor and a privilege to uh, be able to proclaim and talk about and share what he's done in my life and what he's doing in my life and who he is to me. And and if you wouldn't mind just sharing, you know, a little bit about how you came to this conclusion that God is the answer. So I'll start from the ending. I am a former download homosexual and I have been delivered, transformed free from lust and homosexuality since 2011, January 2nd, 2011, nine years. I didn't know God's love. I had not experienced God's love. I had not felt it in the way that was tangible to me until the night I submitted my life to Christ and I called him Lord. I didn't plan on doing that. I didn't go to the altar. This was a combative experience. I did not willfully come and say, I want to give this over to you. I was five years old 
and I was at my babysitter's house, and uh, she was a good babysitter. I was playing with Ninja Turtle toys and other toys with the, her sons and my brother came out and I was sitting down and she getting ready to watch her soap operas. The credits of one particular soap opera was coming on and it showed a woman that was walking on the beach with a man and a woman that was holding a man's hand and a woman that was, he was giving her wine to drink and he swept off her feet. And then it was a scene where they were in the bathtub, had her like engulfed in his arms. I was like, well, I, I like what he's doing. That looks cool. I, I want to do that. But then the way she was responding to him was beyond amazing to me. The other scenes that led up to it, it made me feel like she's loved. And I immediately, at that moment, I said, I want to be her. Not only do I want to feel what she feels physically, I want to feel what she feels on the inside because the way she's responding, she has to be totally in love and accepted and wanted and submissive to him. I didn't know, these words were not part of my vocabulary then, that's what I felt. Like she, this is the completion of what a person should want to feel. I equated real love as what women get or girls get because I had never seen a man be loved like that or can respond in a way where he could be at, feel totally safe. What I felt was that she feels completely safe in this man's arms. That's where, that's where that, where it started from. That's like, it's so amazing that like from a beginning of a soap opera, not even the soap opera itself, but a thought is put into someone's mind. Yeah, definitely encourage people who want to hear the full story to check out Vic's book. This is a very controversial topic. There's a lot of people who are saying that what happened to Vic is impossible rather than just stopping there and proclaiming this truth pill. It's led you to declare all of God's truths with the same conviction you declare the one that happened to you personally right when you were saved. In areas where God has prepared for me to go and speak and to share my testimony, he's gotten all the glory through power of his love transfer, of this love transformation. For people to see the demonstration, the demonstration of power through his love. People have come up to me and said, your, your testimony was awesome and it was amazing and People have reached out to me, you know, for counsel and not just about homosexuality, but about lust, sexual immorality, sexual impurity, married people secretly and saying, uh, can I talk to you? I'm struggling with infidelity. They privately share their, their, their struggles with me and God has allowed me to minister to them. And then on the other hand, it's been met with some opposition. <laughs> He's still gay. He's lying. His wife is crazy. Uh, she's lying to herself. There have even been believers that claim Christ Jesus and said, I don't believe it. But I had a friend, I shared my testimony on another podcast, The World Versus the Word. Mm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. They asked the, the young, one of the young ladies, I don't believe it. And he said, okay, since you claim Jesus as Lord, do you, I can understand do you not, if you don't believe him, but do you not believe through, all, through God that all things are possible? Mm. And she was stuck. She was like, well, I, I guess what? I just, I just, so you know, but the reception has been 50-50. But the most powerful reception I've gotten is not from believers. It's not from non-believers. It's from people that are curious. Mm-hmm. And when they say, right. you make me believe that people that are born gay can be changed. Mm. Five minutes ago, you didn't believe that. I've had friends, I've had colleagues, clinical colleagues, that have read my book and they're fascinated. And they say, I want to ask you more questions. Uh, liberal society. So they're like, well, I don't really care if you are or you aren't. 
But just the fact that you're so bold to talk about it. I've had teenagers that ask me like, hey, Mr. Bell, can I talk to you about this? Like, I didn't expect this to come from you, but because some of them are struggling with homosexuality or they are given to it right now. So that's been the reception that I've gotten. But God is exalted in it because, as Paul said, whether he's preached out of contention, whether he's preached out of jealousy, whether he's preached out of envy, or whether he's preached out because of my bonds, as long as Jesus is preached, then God is exalted. I, I like what you said there, though, choice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, are we willed? We want to be willed into things. That's, that's the normal societal idea. We can get this changed or this changed or this changed, and then that'll will people into doing the right thing. But see, at the end of the day, it's an individual thing. Yes. That person has to make a choice. That person has been given free will. Um, and yeah. that's what's beautiful. Imagine the demon-possessed man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? He's demon-possessed. Jesus comes in there. He sends, him, he sends it all into the pigs. And, and then he goes, all right, now, hey, look, return to your home and tell what great things God has done. And he went his way and proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. Imagine the same receptions. I'll bet yeah. you some people were like, oh, yeah, right? you know, I, can, I can dig that. Or, or like, nah, nah, something else, man. This must be some other, like, because, I mean, they had a lot of witch, witchcraft back then. They had mm-hmm. a lot of, of idol worship. They had a lot of demons. Let's just call it what it is. They had a lot of demons. <laughs> this crazy dude that would break chains. And all of a sudden, right. he's like, I'm free. And it was God. Um, but you know what? His testimony reached people just like, you know, your testimony is reaching people. It says in Proverbs three, depend on God's wisdom, not Mm, on our own understanding. The world right now, they only have their understanding, Mm -hmm. even if they don't have theirs and they're leaning on the understanding of a false God, it's still a man-made false God. In John 17, there it says, now I am coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. And when Jesus was praying this prayer to the Father, it made me think how people are like the little toddlers who just let whatever they like dictate what they eat off their plate. Yes. And the food, it's like, what do I like today? I'm going to eat that and avoid, I'm going to spit out the onion. I'm going to spit out the leafy greens like our daughter does. You know, <laughs> she's artful at putting a mouthful of food in and then picking out exactly what she doesn't want. And that's what the world does. And that's what some people who claim Christ do. They're like, this makes me uncomfortable. This offends yeah. me. I'm going to find a church that doesn't talk about that ignore this verse, truth pills will make us be hated because these are the things that make people uncomfortable. These are the leafy greens and the onions. They're, I mean, they're lies that are candy coated. They're really so that the world will kind of just accept them and choose them over the leafy greens. And we're like, no, you're going to eat your vegetables because that's what's <laughs> going to get you a good immune system. Sorry, not sorry. Then there's those who are like, no, I want to be healthy. I will eat these greens, right. you know, and that's, that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Right so then now. I want to throw it out to the panel and probably I want Vic to come back on yeah. this one harder than probably us. The gospel is not enough. I know we've all heard it. 
<laughs> I know we've all heard. I, 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 see, I'm watching him on a video, y'all. And, and I just saw this, this smile like, mmm. This disappointment. So I'm going to let you go with that one, Vic. Second Timothy 3.16. All, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. That means that anything that you get from the Bible, it's given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable, meaning it's good. It's beneficial for doctrine, teaching, for reproof, for correction and instruction of righteousness. It can affirm itself. It can stand against the test of time, circumstance and ideology and different theories and different gods and different hearsays and uh, different laws and uh, different cultural uh, shifts and understandings and popular opinions and songs and movies and politicians and all of the things that we see today that would try to oppose it. Any opposition, different social media, award shows and death and life and all those things, it can, it can reprove itself and affirm itself above all that. And then it can correct and it can instruct you to do the right thing all the time. And that in a nutshell is enough. That's the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ to bring the kingdom of God to the earth and all the things concerning Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life of how we should govern ourselves if we want to be in right standing with God. Ooh, so that's what I like. That's hey. enough. Yes. That's more than enough. The only reason why it's not enough is because someone wants their own will and their own way to control their own life. That's it. And if that's what you want, then it will never be enough for you because every wind and doctrine and teaching, every new song, every new politician, every new law, every new culture statement, every new piece of entertainment, every new movie, every new theory, every new deity, every new God, every new feeling, every new sensation is going to change your mind to fit where you want to be or where you want to be accepted or what you're afraid to give up. So the gospel will never be enough for you. Ooh, that sounds like lukewarm to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, man, exactly. lukewarm was not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. So I watch a lot of documentaries on former crime figures and or gangsters. Now, the reason why I say and or, because every crime figure is not a real gangster. You may have done illegal things. You may have killed people. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're a gangster until you are faced with time or death and you keep your mouth shut. If the gospel is not enough, then one day when somebody offers you something that is a little more satisfying at that moment, looks a little better, tastes a little better, provides more what you feel is immediate safety or comfort or support or financial stability that preserves your life. If the gospel's not enough, eventually you're going to be like the crime figure that's not really a gangster. You're going to reject Christ Jesus and give your life to something else. The word of God is quick and powerful, meaning it is, it is alive and powerful, sharper than a double-edged sword, dividing the asunder of the bold soul, joint, and marrow, and is the discerner of the tents of the heart and the inner thoughts. It's everything you need it to be. Jesus said, call the tree good or call it evil. You will know him by his fruit. Sitting at the round table, y'all gangsters, and I come say, Shay, Michelle, I think it may be a good idea for me to take a, uh, a deal. You just say you did this, and I'll say I did that, and we'll, we'll get some time shaved off. 
if y'all real gangsters, mm-hmm. you might text Shane and be like, all right, we might have to get rid of Vic. <laughs> he, ain't, he, he ain't really about this deep, about this about this gangsters. So that's what I'm saying. Now, I'm not saying we, we got to get rid of it. We ain't God to judge who should live or die. But what I am saying is, if you don't want to be preserved under it, it will never be enough for you. Now, people believe in Jesus. And we go from milk to meat. Um, and a lot of people fall in the milk category. Yeah. Um, because they're not, they're not really dialing in that belief. Like, they're not believing that they can trust him with everything. That God is in complete control. They're yes. not believing that no matter what happens here, he's still there. He hasn't vacated and said, no, no, <laughs> I'm leaving this place. No, he is still there. So then I started saying, well, you know, submitted, I submit to the fact that God is real. I submit to the fact that Jesus died on a cross. I submit to the fact that the Holy Spirit came inside of me, right? And that, and that dials in a lot of people. But who's ready to die to self? Come on. Who's ready to Come carry on. their cross and follow Jesus? See, that is a whole different pill to swallow. Right. That is a pill that when every day you wake up in the morning, you're waking up for God. You're not waking up for yourself. Come on. Look, the rest of the world is lost. They're looking for answers. And if we don't start looking like Jesus, if we don't start loving like Jesus, if we don't start obeying like Jesus, hey, Lord, if this is what you still want me to do, I'll do it. I mean, right there in the garden, he says it. Yeah. (laughs) Obedience. If we don't start waking up and living Christ-centered lives, we're going to look like the rest of the world. Yes. And and this gospel is not going to look appealing at all. You know, in Romans 16, 17 and 18, it says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. And then in 2 Timothy 4, it says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander into myths. Hallelujah. That's what we're up against. You know, we had that little mini series earlier in the season where we were talking about evangelism, submitting to God what he's given to you and saying, use me, Lord. Let me share the gospel with other people, truth with other people. And that's what we're called to be is the salt, the light, the truth of of the world, like relay God to the people. We see even believers, like you said in the, in first Corinthians three, where it's talking about milk to solid food. He addresses them as brothers and sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Not just the people, but he addresses them mm-hmm. as brothers and sisters. But then he says, you're still not ready for me, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature, mm-hmm. right? Hallelujah. So there are still believers, brothers and sisters that are still controlled by their yes. sinful nature. And that is why when we have this boldness, you've both had these amazing testimonies, that amazing relationship with Christ that has allowed you to get bold enough to deliver these truth pills to people, no matter what, because you're like, I've tried everything else and look where it got me. And now I have Christ. So really there's no reason not to share. If you don't like me, if you come at me, if you attack me, I mean, all of this is promise. It's not guaranteed every time you talk to someone or every time you share the truth, but it's promised that there will be people that hate you for it. And you will Mm -hmm. experience some sort of persecution, whether Mm -hmm. it's like me, who is someone told me, don't call it Easter candy. It's spring 
bring candy. That's persecution, but on a really shallow level, right? Versus someone else like Vic, who's like, I used to be gay and now I'm not. And Jesus is the reason why. And Mm -hmm. I'm not suppressed or repressed. I'm free. Oh, yeah. That will trigger (laughs) people because truth triggers demons and people. Yes. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what we're up against. And loving people is why we do it. Some people will want to administer truth to trigger people, to set people off. And the Lord says in the word, don't do it. Do not provoke people like that. Mm -hmm. Do not come Mm -hmm. at them with truth to provoke them. Come at them with truth to love them, to deliver Mm -hmm. them, to point out to them they're in a cage they can walk out of. The key's already been established. Right. You know, that's and that's proven. Like 2 Timothy, since we're in 2 Timothy, 3.12 says, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And this is what I try to tell people all the time. And I'm not trying to, to bring your hopes down. I'm not trying to, to, to kick dirt on something that already hurts. But watch this. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and be assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. Yes. Learn them. I, I, I wish I could sit around here and say, man, the world's going to sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya. But you know what? The only time that's going to happen is when the Antichrist comes. There's a pill to swallow. And and I want people to prepare their hearts. I want people to understand truth. I want people to live in truth. Man, we are going to face persecution as believers. We are going to face acts that are so heinous that we probably won't even, we don't understand them. There's things happening today that I don't understand. I'm like, how can this be happening? But God's in control. And we go out there because we love people, like she was saying. We're not here to beat you up. We're here to love you. Because, man, we're going to have to have some of that good old Jesus love to get us through each day. Hallelujah. His love was my shock value. Wow. When I felt his love, I said, I was looking for love. I was on a quest to find love, mm-hmm. like the woman in the bathtub. Through a long, layered journey, I picked up other experiences trying to find what I thought was love. When I felt his love, having been with several men at one time, being drunk and high at the same time. I used to throw really big parties where there's no, the capacity is full to the brim of the club and all that stuff. I've slept with five women in one night at the height of, you know, just being in belly of the world. None of that stuff compared to the love of God. When I felt his love, I was like, oh, this is what this feels like. It, It arrested me quickly. Nothing could compare. There was no preparation for that kind of experience, like whatsoever, nothing could prepare me for just this Jesus high. Amen. So when I felt the Jesus high, I was like, this is what love feels like. Because what he said to me, I heard it all to be in my ears and my heart. He said, give me homosexuality, give me drinking, give me smoking, give me cursing, give me fornication, give me partying, give me everything, give me, give it all to me. And I'm going to give you my love. You see how it feels. When I felt it, I said, oh, I don't want anything else. I just want this. So when I talk about Jesus and why he is my Lord and why I'm in love with him and why I will die for him and why I'm willing to crush my flesh with tears in my eyes and as uncomfortable as it is and as frustrating as it may be sometimes to, as I, Paul said, what I would do, I do not. And what I do not, I would that I know that another spirit warring in my members, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death. What I know I have to experience that I'm willing to experience it because I love him. So when I tell people about him and they say, well, 
How did you fall in love with Jesus? Because he rescued me with his love from homosexuality. I would still be gay had I not felt his love. So it's not a matter, it was not a matter of me of right or wrong. It was not a matter of me of heterosexual or homosexual, gay or straight. It was a matter of love and not feeling love. So when I felt his love, he took me from not feeling love to love. And it just so happened that he took homosexuality with it when he gave me his love. So now I want to tell you about my romance story with Christ Jesus. And that's how I, I desire and I'm, I'm confident that it will compel and it does compel people. And, and they look at me with tears in their eyes and they say, wow, that is an awesome story. I know what they're saying. They say, well, what if I could experience love like that? Try him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. What do you have to lose? That kind of just sums up the whole point of this, the relationship and feeling that relationship and actually feeling for the first time is, is, is how I'm hearing yeah. this. You know, we chase after what we can see, trying to fill a void that came from wherever. Read his book, guys. It, it's not like he grew up in a broken and abusive home, but there was a desire that could never be filled. And as you read through the book, it takes us through a beautiful story of how, as Vic said, his love. You know, it, we might not all experience it in that same exact way. You know, some of us might be trying to just fit in or some of us might be trying to be just accepted. It, it, it all hits us in different ways. But what's cool is we're all unique and God created us. And God knows how to reach us. And I like what Vic said. He said, try him. Because things are tainted in the world, pills can end up being addicting. Some of them, mm -hmm. it's like a Flintstone vitamin. You're not going to get addicted. But, <laughs> but powerful pills can get addicting. You know, truth pills can be addicting right. in the best way. Because you take one and unlike all the ones of the world that fade and then you need to find another fix. These last forever. Every one that you take will last forever because truth is forever. It endures everything. Yes. So the more you take, the better you get. It builds up. You're storing it. There are things that come to my mind and I'm like, I don't know verses very well. And then I start talking about the Lord or I hear someone who needs the word of encouragement and those verses come. And it's the only thing like that that I've ever experienced. That's the living word. Man. God's pills are the only truth pills. In existence. Let me tell you, tell y'all, and I'm sure if we went around the, the the room right now, when I open the Word of God, there's pills that I have to swallow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pride pills. This, you know, just any those those things that come out at us. Um, and so, as you guys hear this today, we just want you to know that the Word of God is living and active. The Word of God is love. First John four seventeen, right? Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of yes. judgment. Because yes. as he is, so are we in this world. Yes. Experience his love for yourself. You can't live through other people. That's how dogmas are created. That's how denominations are created. And that's how religious practice and tradition is created. And Peter said this, you are not saved from your vain conversation or the traditions of your father. Or by, uh, or by silver and gold, or by the precious blood of Jesus. Mm. The precious blood of the Lamb, without blemish or spot. Experiencing his love for yourself would allow you to know him as Lord and not as someone else's Lord or not as what Christian people say or church folks say or, or religious people say. 
So you can have a relationship with him that you can only describe. And my story is an example of how you can develop and continue in a loving relationship with Christ Jesus without religion, without churchdom, and without the weight of being perfect, but loving him as he loves you. Beautiful. Amen. 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 So you've heard it tonight, right? And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. Amen. This has been an awesome conversation. I'm going to say this because I want to shame the devil. I want to really, I want to <laughs> attack the devil. No color of our skin could make us closer. And I mean that. It is because of your love of God. That's from the bottom of my heart. Brother, we love you too, man. We're we humbled, man. I love how Christ brings us together. Unity. Amen. Amen. As always, we want to hear your comments, your questions, your prayer requests. Send them to us on thepantrypodcast.com, as well as on our Facebook page and our Instagram. And remember to rate, comment, share, subscribe. And in the show notes, we're going to have a link so that you can get Vic's book, which again is From Secrets with Men to Romance with Him. You can also reach out to me on Facebook at Victor Edward or on Instagram at Love and Sword. S-W-O-R-D. We'll also include his email so that if you want to contact him directly and ask him some questions, you can go ahead and do that. Thank you so much for Thanks, being Rick. here. It's been no awesome. No problem. Thank you, God. Glory to God. And thank you all. Till next time, everybody. Bye. Bye.